existence In existence, join the resistance Come on, let's start by talking tactics Have a pass and match this Here's how we practice Hey guys! Hey girls! Hey babies! Hey men! Hello women! Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. I think we're going to call this episode Under the Weather. Uh, Neither of us are actually sick, but we're not feeling great. So we're going to maybe just do a a short episode uh, with no specific topic. A quickie, as they say. I never heard that term before, but I like it. I'm going to start using it in everyday reference. I'm going to, like when I go to a drive-thru, drive a quickie. Is that how it works? Sounds good. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, when you go through the drive-thru, just tell the, the person that, that you're looking for a quickie. Yeah, just give me a quickie. They'll know. That's the fastest thing to make. Ugh, I can't... I, I'm at the point now where I can't eat fast food anymore. Like, the rare times I do, it makes me feel ill. Are you still on the fast food bandwagon? <laughs> no, I haven't had fast food in a long time. I don't think it would make me feel ill. I just don't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I don't either. That's the that's the other thing. Like, you, the only time you ever really go is when you're starving to death and you're just lazy. But uh, then just eating it, I'm like, oh, this is just bad fucking food. Yeah. And even even like chain bigger chain places I I avoid. Well, I guess that's not true. There's some fast food I like like uh like Five Guys burgers. Five Guys I will eat. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's barely fast food. In Pennsylvania Chipotle is not that bad. That's fast food. Oh yeah, for for Pennsylvania, that's true. Um what other fast foods are acceptable? Chick-fil-A is not that bad even though I don't go there cuz I I don't actually like the food there, but I don't think it would make you feel sick. Tastes like homophobia. <laughs> you don't like chicken so it doesn't matter. Um yeah, yeah. I well I I even avoid like I don't know. Well, uh, like the more upscale chains, I don't know why I'm saying upscale. Um if you're if you're a rube, <laughs> the more upscale chains like <laughs> Up, upscale chain bay like Applebee's. I mean, upscale compared to... Oh, so you're not talking fast food anymore. Now you're talking no, no. casual eateries. Yeah, casual eateries, I guess, is best. It's upscale compared to fast food, but just barely. Like, I can't eat at those either. The... Oh, those I don't like to eat at just because they're... I don't think the food is terrible. It's not great either, but there is almost certainly a local equivalent that is... That's is better. As good or better. Yeah. That has a better ambiance, and that's why I usually avoid an Applebee's or a Friday's. That's true, yeah. And I would rather even eat at one that's slightly worse that's just like a family-run business or something. So, Basically, Uh, a diner is better than any... Yes, exactly. Diners are usually, like, at least in Philadelphia, most diners, not all, but a lot of diners are are local chains, basically. Like, one family bought a bunch, but it's not the same as it's... Yeah, it's not like franchises and shit. Right. What a scintillating discussion we're having already. Uh, uh, I'm a pretty big fan of, of local chains anyway. Not all of them, but lo- I think local chains are pretty enjoyable. Yeah, well, you hit the nail on the head with Five Guys, because that's definitely way above any of the other fast food places. 
Yeah, I, and In and Out too. I like In and Out. I don't. Ugh, I don't like, no. You don't like them? No. And I never got it. Their fries are awful. Do you get them uh, well done? No, I heard about that, but you know, I don't know. I don't. I don't think their burgers are all that either. So. I like their burgers because they're not too big. I don't especially like a huge burger. They're nice. Yeah, I guess that's. I don't like their sauce, um, which I know you can get it without. Uh, I, yeah, they're okay. But like you said, there's like around here, there's so many like local burger places yeah. that are better. That why would yeah. I? Yeah. Although I I I oh I think they're different now. When, when I lived in California, they were a, a just a California chain. And the family, the very religious family, insisted of not being like a s- certain amount of miles away from their distribution center. But I think that's changed. I think it's changed. Yeah, I think they're still maybe religious because I remember, I don't know, maybe they're not. Like I went year a few years back, maybe it was actually ten years ago now. But like, and uh, and they had some like religious quote on the cup or something. But well, they don't have it. I mean, it's. It's religious in a way. I don't really mind that much because they don't have the actual, at least from what I remember, they don't have the actual quote on the bottom of the cup. They just have where you can find it. So it's like John thirteen seventeen or whatever. It's written on the bottom of the cup, but it doesn't say what it says. So it's just, you know what? Go go have at it. Nobody, that's not bothering anybody. It's not, but it's also kind of pointless because who who is it for? Like people who are religious already probably know it or know where to look. Well, it's like, hey. We're with you, brother. We're both religious. Those those idiots that are going to hell, they don't understand what this means. That's true. Going to hell with a stomach full of nasty fries. So if you get them, if you get them well done, they're 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 cooked twice and they're crispy. I like them better that way. I don't really eat fries anymore, but when I did, I like crispy fries better than regular fries. Oh yeah, you have you have all kinds of dietary restrictions. I forget. Damn, did, you can't eat fries. That sucks. Yeah, I know it stinks. Did, um, but there's some pretty good diners in California, and not as many as here, but you can find them here or there. Oh yeah, there used yeah. to be a really a really good diner in San Francisco. I don't know if it's still there. It was near where the Suture Baths are on on the water. Have you ever been to that diner? I forget the name of it, but. No, I don't think so. It was um, it was pretty good. I know Fog City Diner, and then I know a bunch of diners that have that, whose names I could never remember. So, and then there's there's some. I think they might have closed up now since California. I mean, not California. San Francisco's had so many real estate changes, but there's a couple diners that were fixtures, but they were fixtures because they were there, and when you went in, they were awful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, that's the case with a lot of diners everywhere, I think. Yeah, that's um, true. But, yeah, no, I think Fog City Diner might even be gone. Um, I can't remember. But, yeah, I I mean, I'm, again, skimulating conversation, but I do enjoy enjoy going to a diner. Oh, yeah, me too. It's like Breakfast you, all day. Yeah, and you know, like, you know exactly what kind of food you're going to get. It's like there's no surprise in a diner. Like, you're prepared well, for that level of food. Right, but I think it's kind of nice with a good diner, you can be surprised sometimes. Like sometimes there'll be food that's like, wow, this is really good. It's really not... good for a diner. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. You're never disappointed, I guess is more what I'm saying. Very rarely. Yeah. Very rarely. You'd have to be a really shitty diner. And I don't know how those places would stay in business. <laughs> well, because they're fixtures. True. I went to a place in San Francisco one time and I got a milkshake, a chocolate milkshake and the ice. You know, how sometimes people put ice in their milkshakes to thicken it. Yeah. When they ran it through the mixer, the ice didn't crush. It was, I've had it was that, milkshake yeah. with ice in it, and that's just that's not good. No, that's wrong on every level. Plus, yeah, don't put ice in it. Stupid. Figure out how to make a milkshake. 
like everybody else yeah. makes them. My God. I am a very picky milkshake person. So when a place has, they make a chocolate milkshake with vanilla ice cream and chocolate chocolate syrup, I hate it. I don't mind it. Um, but I'll I'll drink either. I'll drink. I'll have the one made with chocolate ice cream or. Well, we went to that one and they asked me. You remember when you were out here? We went to uh, I can't remember the name of the place right now, but where we had like, that place the, was awesome. Yeah, that place is good. Um, but but uh, they asked me and I I opted for the chocolate syrup with vanilla ice cream. I liked I really like going to that place with you uh, you and with you and Viv because it it seemed like the kind of place that you would never ever ever go to, except <laughs> because I was there. Fenton's, that's what it's called. Uh, well, no, we have gone before. Very, but yeah, it very is, rarely. It is kind of a pain. It's just, yeah. It's filled with like fourteen-year-olds and everybody's screaming, and the food, the food, the food itself is it's probably diner-level food. Yeah. But it's an awesome place. So ice cream's good fun. though. Yeah. Ice cream's awesome. We found a new ice cream place out here, man. It's pretty, man. They're they're like getting all fancy with the ice cream now but i don't mind um no i don't either yeah and they've got like this chocolate malt ice cream it's so fucking good and then they have like you know they have all the weird flavors like fruity pebbles ice cream and shit Um, oh that's cool yeah but it's it's really good anyway let's get off food i just ate i don't need to get hungry again well, I, there's a, a ice cream place here called Little Babies, and they have the like they have a vegan ice cream, and it's almost better than regular ice cream because they use coconut milk and it has kind of a taste of coconut to it, and it's so good. And they also have weirdo flavors. Like when you said weirdo flavors, I was expecting something like barbecue chicken, which is what or this place has. Avocado, or yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, let's get off of food. Yeah, I would not want to eat barbecue chicken. Even if I ate chicken, I wouldn't want barbecue chicken ice cream. That's it's weird, and I would only get a sample of it, and it, it's nice for what it is, but I would rather get something with chocolate in it, because if I'm going to eat ice cream, I want chocolate. No nuts, though. Wait, will you eat nuts in your ice cream? Nope. Even before, like, I can't eat nuts now because of dietary concerns, but, but even before that, I would never, ever want nuts in any form other than right out of the shell. Not in candy. Not, the only time it was okay was in um, pad thai. But you realize that makes you a freak, right? That makes me right and makes everyone else wrong. <laughs> you're an outlier. Generally, unless you're Einstein, uh, if you're that big an outlier, it doesn't mean everyone else is wrong. Just mm-hmm. a little science for you. Um. Anyway, uh, what you been up to, man? It was it was holiday parties this week, out the nose, and I also made spent lots of time making people Christmas CDs out the nose. Man. You have any nose left? Nope. Oh, well. Who needs them? I like those Lost two little not. skull holes. It's a good look. No spoilers, but did you enjoy the final episode of the first season of Westworld? Yeah, I did. Why can't we spoil it? Look, man, fuck I don't you want if people you haven't to... watched it. I guess, but I thought it was excellent. It was a season that started out simple and got more and more complicated until the end where it was just a mind fucking them in a really great way. And also kind of uh, some callbacks to the movie in that final episode. Yep. Yeah. With the locked in. <laughs> yep. I don't know if they died, but it's. Yeah, it was. In. Yeah. And then just, you know, robots going nutty. Yeah. But it did make me wonder what the hell they're going to do for season two. Like, 
I was telling somebody, I said, if season two is just going to be Samurai World. They're not even going to talk about the, the robot uprising at all. It's just going to be all focused on Samurai World no, to really piss off all the fans. I would hate that, actually. I know. That's why I would like it. <laughs> just the entire season. And they don't ever explain it. It's a whole new cast. And it's just all about Samurai World and how that's being run. Well, did you hear that it's not coming back till 2018? Yeah. Jesus. Get on yeah, that shit. You knew that was going to be picked up. HBO. But uh, jo- Jonathan Nolan was just like, I don't know how Game of Thrones guys do it. Which surprises me because he just finished a five-season run of Person of Interest, which was an excellent show. And Never he was able to get that out every year. Oh, it was a show on CBS. I think it's a lot easier when you, you don't have all the... Um the high-tech special effects and shit too and like that's true yeah yeah westworld has a ton of it that's true yeah i I, one of the things i really love about westworld is after it was over because i didn't you did a little bit i don't know how much you were into but i didn't read any of the theories on the side so after it was over i read a little bit more or a little bit more is anything at all but i read some of the theories that people were coming up with as the season ran and I, and I enjoy that afterwards better than i would have in during it and i and i like how much there was but even more i like that the cast didn't know what was going on and they were doing their own theorizing that is really fun <laughs> yeah it was a, it was a good show better than game of thrones in my opinion but yeah well like i like the game of thrones book stories better than you do but I didn't really like the first couple episodes. It never grabbed me enough to make me watch it. But the first episode of Westworld made me want to watch it. And I really was interested in watching the whole season. I didn't expect it to become the cultural phenomenon it did. I'm glad it did. Yeah, me too. The I know. I'm. It's my prudish nature coming out, I guess. The only thing I was like, can you just have Tandy Newton wear some clothes when she's in there with you? Jesus Christ, does she have to be naked every <laughs> single scene she's in? <laughs> started feeling bad for her but i guess shit she's doing all right i thought you were gonna talk about that orgy scene the orgy scene well i don't know if it's an orgy but they went the when uh billy and logan oh, oh billy. yeah that was yeah that was a little over the top but hey don't know if logan died or not or if he just was embarrassed <laughs> when he was sent out into the rainbow or whatever he said did you uh Wait, did you watch Vinyl? No, I heard I heard enough bad things I never even tried. Me too. I almost want to watch it to see how bad, but I don't. I heard enough it's... from like music geeks too about how much they got wrong, which is kind of surprising. Like just historically. It's weird when an HBO show is so like unliked. Yeah. Usually there's there's a little bit of like some people like, but that one just seemed universally despised. Yeah. Yeah. That one and John from Cincinnati. And John from Cincinnati I actually enjoyed. I didn't watch the whole season, but the ones I watched I enjoyed. So maybe I should watch Final. Showtime. I like crap. Showtime needs to get their shit together. Like every show I watch actually Homeland's decent, but for the most part I like start watching these shows and I'm like, eh, it's just kinda of bland. Even the ones I want to like. Like uh well, I thought the, the the show from with the guy from the wire you liked. The oh affair. yeah, the so affair it's, although it's I do enjoy it. It's very slow, um, but, which I don't mind. But it's also, I mean, they they have never had like a Westworld or a Game of Thrones or a Wire mm-hmm. uh, really on, on Showtime. And like their comedies, I always try and I'm like, oh, this is not working for me. I wanted to like House of Pies, um, 
but I yeah, that I didn't work for me either. I was a little disappointed because I love every single person in that cast. Everybody in the cast is great. Yeah, and I, maybe I should watch more episodes, but the ones I watched, it just seemed like we're on Showtime. Let's put as many sex jokes as possible, and it was just not funny. No, I watched like a season and a half of it, and yeah, I never, I never, never got better. Yeah. No. I mean, I love Don Cheadle. I love Kristen Bell. It's just, it's just never got there. I love Jean Ralphio. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I'll even use his name, Ben Schwartz. Oh, you said it. I'll say it again. Um, yeah, I don't know. You want to take a uh, quick break and we'll come back since this is a short episode? Sure. All right. We'll be right back, dum-dums. If we dare. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing. We're back. Still no topic. No topic too tough for us. Also, uh, no topic too inconsequential, as you have heard. There's lots of topics that are too tough for me. But I'll just listen to John, and he'll say something, and I'll disagree. Well, no topic. Feel like as I meant, if I knew what I was talking about. I, I meant no topic too tough for us to completely dismiss outright. I didn't finish my sentence. Sorry. I don't like when you finish your sentences. I know that. That's why I didn't do it. Um, but yeah, there are definitely so, topics too tough for us. Yes, ma'am. People can't. People really can't use that that old cliche of we finish each other's sentences anymore. People can't use that anymore. Nope, nope. Because every time they say it, they're they insist upon saying we finish each other. First, the one guy says we finish each, oh. other, each other, and then the woman says sandwiches. Yeah, hot dogs. Yeah, I know. Now that's like the new cliche, so nobody can ever do anything. And like these fucking uh, millennials aren't even gonna get that reference. Wait, not millennials. They'll still get it. It's their kids who will be called uh, all dead, most likely. In a horrifying nuclear war. On the one hand, I do find all the articles about millennials irritating. On the other hand, I don't care. I don't care either. Here's the thing, man. Because we had to go through with all the Gen X articles, and they were also irritating. And I assume the baby boomers had to go through a bunch of articles. It's just there was no online, so you didn't have to look at it if you didn't want to. Yeah, I'm Jesus. I, could you imagine if there was online for the baby boomers? I'd never stop hearing about how fucking great they were. From their own mouths. Um, I I think that th- there are annoying things uh, that are more specific to millennials, but there's that for every fucking generation. Overall, I think they're more progressive and better than previous generations. Um, I do think... Except on any science that matter. They seem to be anti-science. Do they, though? Um, maybe, yeah. They're maybe. very anti-GMO. They're anti-vaccination. That's true. More more so than previous generations. I mean, 
Right. Yeah, I don't think right. you can make a blanket statement. But yeah, they definitely go in for that kind of woo just because no, I, it's I like mean, anti-corporate, you know. Yeah, there's there was a, a recent poll that showed that it's it's people from like 18 to to 35 that are anti-GMO for not the I mean I am anti-GMO in that I don't want like uh, the companies to to like market a seed and then when somebody grows it that they can get sued into into poverty. Right. I don't right. want that to happen. But that's but more think... anti-corporate again. Like the... right. Yeah. But I don't mind eating a GMO food. I don't think it's going to give me heartburn. It's. I mean, it it's scientifically proven that it's not in most cases. I mean, yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Millennials, yeah, no, get your I, shit together. Here, here's my. Your general point is right. There's no generation that's awful. Right. There's not. There. There never has been. And I do like. I do like seeing um, all the activism and stuff. Which you know, the problems with with online life. Like, I'm glad I didn't grow up with all that shit because it seems crazy and just being like constantly glued to your phone is annoying. But that's also not just a millennial thing. I see all kinds of people do, with doing that shit. I would have loved to have grown up with all the online stuff, so I disagree. But yeah, there's all kinds of people who are stuck to their phone all the time. It's not an age, an age issue in any way. It's not. And uh, no, I would have hated, dude. Social media when you're in fucking junior high and high school. Uh, ugh, I know. It would have rocked. It would have been so much easier to talk to people. I guess. I mean, but you, you know, you had that Stephen Hawking voice box you used. And you just yeah. put it over the loudspeakers. I mean, that was pretty good plan in high school until you were arrested. Let's not call it arrested. Let's just call it Spent. put into a jail cell for four years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's call it that. Arrested has negative connotations, I think. Based on the band. Mm-hmm. Arrested Development. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember... I, what... was at, I was at a holiday party this weekend there's a guy from work that i don't i don't really know but i've seen him walking around and i was talking to him and he's like i'm in a band and i was shocked by that because he just seems so straight laced and not someone who would be in a band and i was like so uh, what do you do in the band he's the drummer i was like i didn't realize i didn't i would never have picked that and then i said what kind of band is it like, we're a hardcore band. And that's the last kind of band i would have picked yeah you never know man i mean there was yep. all, also like straight edge hardcore and stuff you know he's Dudes who don't drink and whatever. Um, nope, he's not that. But. Idiots. <laughs> so I I don't think I ever knew what hardcore is. He, his description of hardcore is punk rock uh, faster. I mean, basically, it was also, it, it came out in the early 80s. Some people say late 70s. I'd say early 80s. And it was definitely more it, super fast, like a lot of short songs and way more political, um, way more screaming than singing he did say screaming yeah. yeah he also he his comparison was it's like the ramones but faster so i said so the songs are like 20 seconds he said yeah they're all short songs but i don't think he liked my joke <laughs> he probably didn't get it is he a Although, there, it's, it seems that yeah 23 it seems like ramones songs are already fast and they're very short oh well i mean hardcore is much faster yeah yeah they were fast I guess for the time, yeah, hardcore is way faster. I mean, Husker Du started out hardcore, um, not their best no, so stuff. I hate it. I've, I've, yeah, I've kind of shielded you from that their earlier stuff for the most part. So, um, yeah. But anyway, that was a fun surprise. I kind of like that there's still hardcore bands around. I, I mean, hopefully they are singing 
kind of political stuff too. It sounded like it was just all about sailing. Oh, oh, so it's like yacht rock, but like the hardcore mm-hmm. version. That's kind of cool. <laughs> is, is that is that a genre yacht rock? Yeah, but it doesn't really. I mean, it's more like when you think like Hall and Oates and like Christopher Cross and shit like that. Like oh, that. there is a song called Sailing, so I guess that would be yacht. Rock. That's true. Maybe that's why I thought of him, or like Michael McDonald. You know that kind of stuff. For some reason, another guy at work just showed me the lyrics to YMCA by the village people. Yeah. I don't think I ever really thought about the lyrics before. They're hilarious. Oh, it's like the super gayest song ever. And I, I like, I can't believe, I have to believe it wasn't just like gay dudes in the know on that, right? Like this shit was all over the radio. Kind of hard to miss, but then I guess like people don't really pay attention to lyrics that often either. There's that, and I guess people just wouldn't think of that. I don't know, but yeah, it's super gay, but super funny. Oh yeah, man, they were they were very tongue in cheek. I feel like they're kind of subversive. If in a you way. will, and I will. Yeah, it's like that Freddie Mercury thing, you know. Like, I don't know how much farther he could have gone out to <laughs> be as gay as possible, and like nobody got it. But yeah, the, the funniest thing about YMCA was it was written by Neil Diamond. Oh yeah, that is funny. There's no way that he wrote that. Um, yeah, well, that one and like in the Navy, same thing. Oh, you know what? I'm wrong. In the Navy, the lyrics were low. Yeah, they're hilarious. Yeah, YMC <laughs> might not have funny lyrics at all. In the Navy is really funny lyrics. I think. Yeah, no, I think they both do. Um, yeah. If if you know, you know, if you know what it's about, it's it's very yeah. Um. Uh, anyway. Uh, what are we doing? I think we, we need to do a, we need to get Michael on. Oh uh, yeah. I had a, a thought about that. If Michael listens to this episode, oh, actually I'll just email after the episode. Originally we we're going to do something versus something. And I thought of something else to do because my other suggestion for something else to do was, uh, widely panned by Michael. And I'm very sorry for my error. Yeah. Well, that certainly clears things up for the listener. Well, I don't want to ruin any surprises, and if we don't do it, then everything is lost. Yeah, that's true. I know. I was thinking of doing, like, because I think we did one last year, like a 2016 year in review at some point, and now I'm just like, no. I think I, we should skip it. Yeah, fuck this fucking year. I don't I don't even need to talk about it. Um, but w- So your holiday party, this is what I want to talk about. Was it at the office, or did you guys go to a space? And was there, like... A DJ or like a band or what? So it's two stages. There's there's a, we get out of work at one o'clock and we go to a hotel and there's a catered meal and then you sit and the president gives speeches that are pretty funny. Mostly they're just speeches about people. Are they who funny? Have, I I've no, heard presidents literally are try funny. to be funny. Okay, I yeah. think that he's a pretty funny guy. And I think if you don't work like the people who are there for the first year, it's not funny. But there are speeches about people who've worked there for twenty years. They get a little a little award, so he just kind of sums up their career there, and it's they're funny anecdotes about the people. So if you don't know the people, it's just kind of boring. But if you know the people, it is it's genuinely funny, even if you just kind of know them. So I enjoyed it this year. The first year I came, I was like, I don't know who he's talking about, and I would laugh at the funny parts. But I think it was, it's genuinely funny for anybody. But it's really funny if you know the people because there are these inside jokes that are they're more pointed than you'd expect from a CEO. Like he really dug into people in a good nature ribbing way. So there's that. 
And then after that, there's an after party at a bar where you have more time to talk to people. And that was where I talked to the drummer guy. I had only intended to go for a beer and go home, but uh, another guy from work bought my second beer. And I was like, I guess I have to stay. And then I made friends with the bartender and the waitresses, which was awesome. And they gave me free shots. So I stayed much longer than I expected. Oh, not well. Did you still have your kidney when you woke up? I haven't checked, but I did have a, like a, a, a series of uh, staples on my side. Do you think they took my kidney? I mean, I don't know. I, I, that's been my experience when uh, when bartenders are nice to me and, and waiters and wait staff. Yeah, that I so I, like they've taken three kidneys from me already. That's why I, I really never... like the I really like the waitress because it was a super busy night, and of course she's she's pissed off and stressed out, and she's it's like I was right next to her, and she's like I really need to retire tonight, and I like that. <laughs> and then when she gave me, she gave us like she got got the shot, and they gave gave me and my friend a shot, and she's like, she took the shot, and she's like, this is what I need to get through the night. And then she came back later, and she's all happy and dancing. She's like, you know, I don't, I, I just, I just really need something to drink. And I said, yeah, I know what you mean. It's called alcoholism. <laughs> is, wait, so did you guys rent out the whole bar, or was it just a bar where all kinds of people were, and you went there? It was a bar where, like, we got space in the back, but there's all kinds of people there. Ah, that's no like, good. Like, we said, we're, we're going to rent out this, not rent it out, but we're going to have this, our people in this space. So there's, like, tables and stuff that were our tables, but then the rest of the bar has other people, too. So it was a crowded place. I mean, Why is that no good? It was fun. I think that's got to be the worst job, though. Like, it's bad enough, like, doing basically customer service or dealing with the public, but, like, dealing with the drunk public, I can't, oh, man, I couldn't oh, do it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, she was ready to retire, like she, she said. I mean, maybe retire is the wrong word, but... So, uh, yeah, well, I, I didn't. I was just trying to be funny. I said, well, just say fuck you and leave. It'll be great. It'll, it'll be a great scene. She's like, I need this job. So <laughs> she didn't find it funny at all. So I, I was glad I was able to make it up and be friends with her by the end. It was nice because it was like I wasn't I wasn't drinking anymore by the end of the night and I wasn't in the, like in when I talked to her originally I was like right next to her so it was like forced conversation but later she came up to me and started talking and I was like good I made a good impression yeah that's nice well what what that was, was the part. second what was the second part of your holiday party your departmental oh oh so yeah so Friday was the was the whole company and then Saturday we'd go to somebody in the department's house and hang out. And that was pretty fun. I it's it, the the Friday party at the hotel is just people employees like spouses and family aren't invited. And the after party is whoever wants to go. And most it's a kind of the after party is a small subset of the company, just you know, younger people mostly, but just people who are more willing to go out and it's but the departmental party is just our department. It's like everybody's wives and their kids and stuff. So it's it's interesting to meet the whole family. It's like the only time of year you get to do that. Dang, you do that at somebody's fun. house. Sounds like your company kind of skimps on their holiday parties, dude. Well, no. I mean, the the, the first holiday party is the company one. The departmental one is just like people getting together to, to say hello. It's not really... It's, okay, it's, gotcha. It's not official. Officially it's sanctioned a, thing. All right. Yeah, it's not, yeah, if anything happens there, a company doesn't get played. So could you theoretically like skip all those uh, speeches and shit and then just go to the bar afterwards? Yeah, you could. I don't know why you'd bother. If you're going to go, might as well go. It's free food, free drinks. Whenever, speeches are really not as bad as you're making them out to be. I don't know, man. I don't I don't like that shit. Like whenever there's like a a going away party or a I don't know, a whatever party at my work, um there's always a speech and I usually try to gauge when the speech is coming up and just bolt 
beforehand <laughs> and then come back after. I, they make me so uncomfortable listening to people give speeches. I'm like, ah, you think I, you're I, funny, I, but you're not really funny. I, see, I normally agree with you, but his speeches are genuinely funny. Okay. They're not like forced. There's, there's a genuine, there's a, I mean, he, he doesn't just like, like he interviews the people in the department to get anecdotes from the people. In the, like, for example, one of the, the one of the guy was 20 years, my boss, uh, earlier in, the, in his career, he came into work the day after mother's day and said, my wife is really getting on my back. And everyone's like, what's wrong? He's like, she wants me to get her. It was the, it was the first year they had a kid. And she wants me to get her a Mother's Day card. She's not my mother. Why would I get her a Mother's Day card? So he brought that story up, which was a pretty funny story. Well, uh, I know. I don't know where I come down on that. Well, why would the, 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 well, the, I, I, I think, you know, the kid's not going to be able to, to buy – the infant's not going to be able to buy a Mother's Day card. So I think if the kid's that small, you really need to get one. I guess so. But, <laughs> but does it really mean anything when it's not yeah. actually coming from the kid? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It's a conundrum. Let's just say it will never be solved. I think it's pretty easily solved. If your wife, if your wife just had a baby, get her a Mother's Day card and don't bitch about it. And start calling her mommy. <laughs> yeah, don't go that way either. Although it did remind me there is a judge, John Hodgman, on the, a similar topic, but it, not the same. This dude didn't want to get Mother's Day stuff anymore because his kids were old enough to do it themselves. Yeah, well, he's right then in that case, I think. You know what? <laughs> You're the parent. Tell the kids to go get something for their mom. Shit. That show, I I really love that show so much, but I can't stand it when the co-host is that dude, that Jesse Thorne guy. He's just, he just seems so bland to me, Jesse Thorne. Well, how do you know? Do you know him from the other shows or is he on other stuff? Yeah, like I've checked out some old podcasts he had and I've heard him on other people's podcasts. I'm just like, yeah, he doesn't do it for me. He's... I think if he were just bland, it would be okay because I really like John Hodgman. I think he's hilarious. But he's more than bland. He's actually dismissive of the people that come on the show. Like when they bring up stuff that they're interested in, he often mocks it in uh, ways that are not good natured. And I, I don't – that's what makes me dislike the show. Yeah, like when no. Hodgman mocks it, it's in a funny, good-natured way, and he'll he'll usually come back to it and, and say something good about it. But his he's is not just like – down, really. He's just no, like, he's yeah, yeah. about it. Yeah. Right. Ugh. So – yeah, that's not cool. Not my favorite, but I love when like other people are co-hosting. I, I guess I should listen to that. I really haven't. Um, I'll give you an example. There's an ex- episode where Paul Tompkins is a co-host. And it's oh, really hell funny, yeah. But it's from last year. I'll so find it. It's from, it's from last year and involves how to go. The, the debate is there's two families, and it's uh, it's Christmas time, and the one both of them want to steal – christmas away from their grandparent and host it in one way the, the the sister wants to do it at her house and the brother just wants everyone to go see star wars and then go home and that's the <laughs> so it's a little dated can i say the brother is right <laughs> i'm sure well, that's not I, how they ruled you're a big star wars fan so i know I, you'd say that. i am not but you know i think that's a that's a good compromise I think uh, you might not realize this, but there's a new Star Wars movie coming out next week. What? Yep. It's kind of a. Oh, that Rogue okay. One. It's they got like the they got the chick from X Men, and she's like entering the Star Wars universe now. Right, and and but they tell you previous... she won, so she wins at the end. Why even go see it? One of our previous podcasts is we realized her name was Anna Klumsky. That's right, Ms. Anna Klumsky. 
No, that's not that's if anyone's wondering, that's not what that Star Wars is about. But you know what's funny? No one's calling it a prequel. Don't call it a prequel. Wait, why aren't they calling it a prequel? That's exactly what know. it is, right? It is a prequel, but it's not that term is not being used to apply to this movie. Yeah. I I think I I think I can figure out why because people <clears throat> people just they don't hated know the what... original prequel so much. That's what it oh. was. Oh. Well, I just thought people didn't know what prequel meant. It's a little confusing. It is confusing if you don't know your Latin, which mm-hmm. most people don't. Recommendations, Asians. Are we doing that already? I feel like I had something to say, but all right. Let's do... Oh, you know what I was going to say? We should... Like, the way this podcast is going, we should just do make this a podcast about other podcasts where we just describe what happened on the podcast we listened to that week. That'll be our podcast. Well, what happened on the podcast you listened to this week? Didn't listen to any because I was on vacation. Recommendations, Asians, Asians. Yes, what do you have? Uh, you can go first. Oh, can I? Well, I couldn't remember because I recommended it on Facebook. I don't think I re- recommended it on this show, but if so, it still holds. Uh, Moonlight, the movie. Uh, probably the best movie I saw this year. So, um, if you don't know anything about it, it's about... Well, you know what? It's... It's kind of boyhoodish in a way, but not really because they use different actors. But, like, it's about this kid, this black kid in Miami um, growing up. And so it follows him through different stages. Like, the first section is when he's a young kid. The next section is when he's a teen. And then the last section is when he's an adult. I don't want to say too much about it, but it, it's, yeah, it's a really, really good movie, Moonlight. I shall recommend it. And I was going to ask you, because I'm pretty sure this you recommended this to me. So I don't want to steal your thunder again, but you know, I write these things down and I don't remember where they come from. Um, is it the, the fade out? Did you recommend that to me? Oh yeah. Did you start reading it? Yeah, I started reading it. So did you um, like it? So I agree. Yes. Really good. That would be a secondary recommendation if you hadn't already done it. Yes. Well, that's fine. Did, are you reading the, did you get it? Oh, digitally or I got yeah I got the first book digitally uh, okay and just they have it, a so. like a really beautiful collection that's out now and I was wondering if you got that I'm no. not going to have all the, the single issues but it, it looks nice I love that that the guy Brubaker is a wonderful writer a wonderful writer I think I recently recommended his most recent work Killer Be Killed which is very good okay cool yeah so so the fade out's done then yes okay cool yeah. I look forward to finishing it. Uh, uh, let me. Uh, what was? Oh, you know, I'm going to recommend an a, uh, a mediocre movie, but that makes me laugh every time. It was on TV today, and that's why I'm recommending it because that's just what makes me think of it. But it is a great, fun movie. And I don't think I real. I saw it in the theater, but I didn't realize David Wayne directed it, and I didn't realize it was written by Ken Marino, among other people. But Role Models, starring Paul Rudd and the guy from. Stickler, what's his name? Sean William Scott. Is that yeah, his name? You should know yeah. him. Friend of a friend. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's a very funny movie. Wait, role models? What the fuck was that? What was that so, one about? Paul Rudd and and uh, Sean William Scott play characters who work for an energy drink company, and Paul Rudd tries to uh, to to ask Elizabeth. Paul Rudd is really pissed off at everybody. And he, he asks and and Elizabeth Bank plays his girl, long-term girlfriend who's pissed off about him being pissed off and just says, you got to straighten up and do right. And, and Paul Rudd decides the way to do that is to immediately ask 
or to marry him and she says no and that pisses him off so much he just goes crazy and and commits a crime and they they get uh sent in front of gene lintz as the judge and puts them into this program called role models which is basically big big brothers and uh, oh shit i might have seen does he go off on a rant about the sizes at starbucks in that movie that's well, it's not Starbucks, but yeah, that's in the Whatever. first five minutes of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah I saw that and, one, but I so he, wow, it so doesn't goes, stick with me. So he goes off in that rant. It's pretty funny because he says Vente means twenty. Why is this large? Why do you call that large? And he goes off in that rant, and as Elizabeth Banks leaves the the coffee shop, she's like, "They call Vente because it's twenty ounces, asshole." <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, is it really?" So and Paul, you know, he's always awesome, and uh, so it's a very funny movie. It's the first appearance that I know of of um, McLovin. Who's probably has a real name, but I don't know what it is. And no, he's he does as funny, as funny as in this as he is in in. Oh, well, maybe it's the second appearance. So he might, his first appearance must be as McLovin. It's got to be super bad, yeah. Super bad, yeah. So, but anyway, he's very funny in this as well. He plays the um the Paul Rudd's role model buddy, and he's super into LARPing. And oh, Kisses I do remember. Up. Yes, I do remember. It's, yeah, it's very similar to a movie that came out the same time. Not similar, and similar in some ways. Kind of a buddy. Uh, what, do you, what would you call it? It's a romantic comedy. That's a platonic romantic comedy. So this movie, it's like him and his role model guys, and Elizabeth Banks is is there. But and then and the other one that kind of reminds me of it, and is also very good, is the one with Jason Segel, where they they. I love you, man. I love you, man. Oh also yeah. Very Go to the Rush this concert, one, yeah. This one has Kiss and that one has Rush. That's why they remind me of each other. Anyway, this Rush uh, goes to Role Models, if you haven't seen it already. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember enjoying it enough. Like, uh, maybe I'll rewatch. Um, yeah, it's a funny movie. I think it it holds up to rewatching because a lot of the stuff you don't remember, and it's it's funny the second time too. And just his performance is always great. I'm glad he's gotten into. Ant-Man has gotten him into, like, superstar status. Yeah, me too, because he's always had that. He's always had the charisma for it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Uh, it, that reminds me, like, a movie I really want to see, even though I know it's got to be stupid as shit, but um, Step Brothers. Is that what it's called? Have you seen that? Oh, yeah, that is very funny. I want to see it. Very funny yeah. movie. I don't know why um, you haven't seen it yet. I don't either. It's probably not streaming anywhere, so. is uh, uh is I think that has somebody... Like it's it's Will Ferrell, but and I John C. Riley, and then yeah, I don't know who else. It's, I'm sure it's got all those like movies I think, have good people in them. I think on the side, you know. Oh, you know who's in it? and Who's really really funny in it is Adam Scott. Oh shit, Adam Scott. Yep, I'm in. Yeah, you should you should watch that. I'm, I'm surprised you haven't seen that. Actually, I thought you would have seen that before me. You've seen Anchorman, right? Yeah, yeah. Shoot, we, weren't is, we watching Anchorman in that hotel when we were down in L.A. on TV? Maybe it was Anchorman too. I can't even remember. Um, I'm not actually allowed to talk about anything in that. Oh, trip. sorry that that lawsuit's still pending. I forgot. Mm-hmm. My bad. Write to us at popculturecontinuum at gmail.com. You do the rest. Like us on Facebook. Rate us highly on iTunes and write a glowing review, or just rate us highly. And most importantly, tell your friends to listen. And more importantly, keep your chin up, America. It's going to get better. It can't get worse. I mean, it can. It probably no, it, will. It's, it's going to get better after it gets much, much worse. Yeah, Goodbye. It certainly is going to get horrible. Goodbye. <laughs>